This is a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell. I just want to let you guys know we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. I have a great show for you today. I dive into my process of going and applying to grad school. Talk to you a little bit of my exceptions and kind of how I went about that. Talk about a little bit of where I want to go in life, how I came down to the conclusion of what are some of my career aspirations and how to get there. And I suggest you do the same thing. I wish I could touch more on this Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey issue. I don't know if you all saw, but Oprah and Meghan, with a sprinkle of Harry Harry's irrelevant to this strong, powerful biracial woman but pretty much to sum it all up the monarchy is corrupt and that's all you need to know because I was an outsider who paid no attention to this family and I believed everything the tabloid said which I know is dumb but pretty much she's telling us that yeah it was all bullshit and the monarchy didn't give a fuck about her and Pretty much because her baby was going to be biracial, the monarchy didn't want anything to do with it. So, yeah, that's kind of wild. But it just shows a little bit what people of a darker skin tone, what we've been dealing with for thousands of years. And it's nothing new. But we don't need to get into this podcast. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Okay, I really do. It's going to be a great one for you. Let's get this going. So, yes, I got into grad school. I don't know. I'll give myself a pat on the bat for that one. I don't expect a parade or anything, but I am proud. I'm happy. I feel like, yes, I was accomplished getting my undergraduate, but this is something a little bigger. And it is exciting. It's hard to tell that to people, honestly. I'll keep it inside. But I just always wanted to have a higher education degree, like a master's or law degree and so on. So this is the first step in that. It also helped relieve a little bit of some anxiety I was having. I was definitely figuring out or trying to figure out what I'm going to do with the next phase of my life. I'm not one of those that right now think I have to have it all together. I'm already past that phase where... You used to think at 22, 23, you were going to have this whole life plan and things, you know, your ducks in a row. But now I know as long as I stay on that trajectory I'm going, I'll get to where I'm going. But the anxiety I was having is about where do I want to go? I was at this crossroad. And of course, getting my master's in counseling psychology is step one. I do want to do a little background about kind of the process of applying to grad school, which was, I think the first thing they need to tell you is when you're applying to multiple places, definitely applying to multiple, multiple places. Don't just rely on one, but expect rejection. You're going to get some rejection and 
it's not good. Like growing up in the South, you know, going to a private or prestigious higher education university was not really something that we strove to do. So I really didn't get any rejection letters from the colleges I was applying to. So this the next step in applying to grad school, getting like the first time this school, the only reason I even applied to the first one, North Park University in North part of Chicago. I just applied because I could do the whole thing online, start in the spring, like this past spring 2021. And I was like, I could do the whole year virtually living here and then move and only spend a year. I was just like, yeah, I had no interest really in the program, no interest in going there. I was just trying, it would be the fastest goal. And I could say I lived in Chicago for a year while doing it. And the interview came, I bombed the interview. I don't, the guy, I, he was stuck on one thing. I'll tell you, he was stuck on me saying that we need to have better sexual education for youth. And he's just like, so you want to show porn to kids? And like for like five, 10 minutes, he would not let that go. And he's like, so you want to show porn to kids? That is what you want to do. I'm like, no, I just think there's better way. And so it was a bad fit. It was a Christian university, too. And he was just like, so how do you want to add religion into your practice? And, yeah, I was not coming up with a great response for that one. But, yeah, you're going to get some rejection letters. And the craziest thing I was speaking with a friend a couple weeks ago and she's was applying to she's applying to some med schools and she was saying like throughout the process she's like there's nothing worse than waking up at 7:30 in the morning like and the first thing she wanted to do was check this email and to get a rejection letter and she's like it just ruins your entire day and I'm like yeah I know the feeling girl cuz you you open it early in the morning because you get that email from the university and you know it's private and there's like, ah. and then you write all these essays. Like they have to write way more essays for med school, but like you write and you put all this effort into writing this essay to submit yourself, to humble yourself, to go to this university. And they're like, no, look at your, your GPA is not, is not suitable for us. Your scores are not at our level. So we don't want to even consider reading this other information for you as a student. All these other years in between, the growth you had means nothing. So that hurts. And that work you put in. But eventually you get some, you know. She got, she got her acceptance letters. I got my acceptance letter. I still have some out. But right now, I'm most likely going to the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, getting a master's in counseling psychology. And then on to, so I don't even know if I'll ever be a full-time practicing clinician. I might, but for the first time in years, I opened and read a book for pleasure. And yes, yes, I'm late to the party, okay? It was Michelle Obama's Becoming book. It was a great read. I felt it was an easy read, but I just got lost in it. And 
it really showed me a lot about intention. And it's about the intention to whatever you want to have in life. You just need to have that intention and put forth that effort. And I was always going at things half-assing it, like saying I wanted to do something, but half-assing about doing it. it I learned it later in school. I remember I was like a junior or senior uh, in college and learning that, okay, if I actually want to achieve an A in a course, I have to give A effort, like, which means, of course, always going to class. But I just thought going to class, showing up, participating, boom, I get an A. That's how I got an A my whole life. But no, you have to give that same A effort outside the classroom as you do inside the classroom. And that goes with life, too. Whatever you want to do, it's not just going to come to you. And I know that sounds so basic and so, I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the uh, more, uh, more intellectual word than basic. But, yeah, it's very simple. Yes, if you want to achieve something, you have to put in the work first. You have to put forth all your effort to achieving that if that's really what you want to do. And so reading about her and her story growing up in the south side of Chicago, obviously, and she just came from a simple home from parents that just worked, had a normal, average, everyday American lifestyle. And she was a you know, young black girl that made it to Princeton, that made it to Harvard Law, that did all that by 25. And because that was her intention. And it showed me a couple of things. The first thing it showed me is that how important the family system is. And she even talks about that. That's why a lot of people want to educate kids. Now, the family system is so important. She talks so much about how her parents were the foundation. And then her brother went to prison first. And she, they let, she showed, or he showed her that there was a way, like that this was possible. And her per parents kept reiterating that, like, no, this is kind of expected of you. Like, yes, we're proud, but this is what we expect of you. And then it also showed me with the intention part of you can do what you want if you set your intentions to that. Because I used to always be more of the pest. I'm, I'm a very optimistic person, but then I used to say I'm a optimistic realist. And that also has a hint of pessimists in there. And that would be like, no, you can't do that. Like this person wants to do this and that. Like a friend I was saying was like, I would like to maybe do six months in this country, six months in uh, America, you know, do the two countries being that this person was bicontinental or country, however you say it, her whole life. And the old me would be like, how, how is that possible? How are you going to do that? But no, seeing that, like, I know whatever you want to do, it is possible. Like, you have to know your worth, know you're going to put in the effort and set that as your intention and lay that out there. And if they accept it, they accept it. But if not, find someone who will because it's out there. And that leads me to, I don't know if I will be a full-time practicing ever clinician because I really see my calling is doing a lot of groundwork. I feel like a lot of people have been giving a lot of money to a lot of organization, a lot of foundations, and even there's a lot of government money 
And there's stories about the homeless centers in New York City with mismanaged funds. And, you know, I've always even said, if I'm going to go to jail or federal prison, it's going to be for white collar crime. But obviously, old me. But I just think there's millions upon millions of dollars that is not getting to the people who directly need it. And I'm not even talking about the homeless because I feel like we have a lot of resources for them. And of course we need more, but I'm talking about those lower class on the poverty line families that are working 40 hours a week and not going on vacation. I think it is criminal. It should be illegal for someone to work 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year and not take a vacation. Especially this country our country is so great because of the diversity, because of just what makes us different. And if not being able to explore even a different part of our country, not even being able to go overseas, I think it's one of those things how people say working in the service industry, like as a server or waiter, should be mandatory for everyone just so they get the experience and the customer service aspect. I think going overseas, going abroad, how in the Jewish face, faith they have that like homecoming i believe or something it's called like that where they go back to jerusalem and go to israel and they kind of see the roots of their ancestors i think for americans we should be forced to take a trip overseas to see another part of the world anywhere and i think there should be resources also to help those people get above that poverty line because that's the problem here. That's why people want to raise minimum wage. We don't, there's no reason for people to work their asses off just because they're a little uneducated. You know, even if you didn't graduate high school, if you're a hard worker and you're doing your job, there's no reason you should be floating the poverty line if you're, and those are kind of the people I really want to aim at. There's people right now that are starving and an amazing country, one of the most economically powerful countries in the world. But there's millions of people starving, millions of people lined up at food banks. And these are those problems. Millions of people can't afford a $200, $500 emergency. And people just want to say, work harder, do this. No, it's not that easy. It's not. And the same people that are saying and preaching for people to work harder are the same people who couldn't afford a $500 emergency. So I don't really know what the problem, they're the same people who need this stimulus. And the stimulus, like I said, I love the stimulus because the stimulus has given money to people who actually need the money. Even when the government would bail out these companies, that money doesn't help the people it helps them inadvertently, you know, you feel like I helped them. So hopefully the correlation from helping these big businesses correlates into helping the people. But right now people just need money. Okay. Furthermore, people just need groceries. People need fresh food. People need access to nutritional, not, you know, easy access to healthy food. Uh, That's it. That's my rant on that. But moving into community work. Yes. Maybe it leads into politics, but I feel like it really stems around community work. And of course, when you put your foot into the community, there are 
other consequences, which may lead to politics. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that may be where I'm going. Also, try not to get too ahead of myself. I feel like I, I really will be on a search in the next kind of five to 10 years of finding a home. My whole life, I feel like I've been a nomad. And that's, I was born in North Carolina, but I have no recollection of ever living in North Carolina. And then I know I lived in Michigan a while. I lived in Florida for a good six, seven years. That's where I was adopted. Then spent a short time in Ohio, Texas for almost a decade of my life. And Texas is what I kind of call home. And then Oklahoma through college. And then fell in love with New York. And then we'll be in Chicago a few years. But Texas is like where I grew up. I would say a Texas and Floridian. But I don't know if I want to live in the South. I'm, yes, a child of the South. And I love a lot of the Southern culture. But then a lot of it I don't love. And speaking even to that same friend I was talking about said something very, very interesting that kind of moved me. And she talked about, like, there are some cool things and you maybe aren't a bad person, but like speaking to some of the Southern culture and the people in the South, she was saying like, you're not bad, but I don't, it's not my job here to educate you on what you don't know. And Meaning from that is just when you live like in New York, it was just a you didn't ever felt like you had to explain yourself by being because being, you know, six two, almost six three, kind of big black guy, I stick out. And I didn't felt like I stuck out in New York. I was just, you know, when I was in a restaurant, if I looked around and maybe I was the only black guy in there, but it didn't feel like it. But if you walk into a restaurant or something in the South, you do feel it. But that's what people mean when they are talking about microaggressions. Because we don't know why we feel this way when we go into a restaurant or something, but it is there and it is real. But I really want to find a place that's home. And even one of my kind of mentors who I listened to was talking about how minorities and should not stop clinging to these big cities, the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the LA's, uh, Atlanta's, because maybe Atlanta, but the more we cling to these cities, we're reducing our ability for our vote to make it to count. Because those cities are already getting our vote. So we should go somewhere where our vote can make a difference. And I don't know if that will be in the South I don't believe so. I think maybe I might spend some time in D.C. after I graduate. Who knows? But I'm very open to finding wherever it may be. I do like this. Cause maybe Virginia, you know, maybe they got needs some voter turnout help, um, some change over there. But I want to talk to you about this kind of exercise. One of my friends, Stephen Merriweather showed me you can catch them on Fargo watch party you know part of the modern network just gonna throw that plug out there every Friday 
but it's a Warren Buffett exercise, he told me. And it was when I was experiencing a lot of anxiety about what to do and how to take that next step in life. And I think if you're going through this, it's a good exercise I think you should do. So the first thing I want you to do is write down 20 things that you kind of want to accomplish professionally, like 20 career goals, career aspirations, 20 things you want to do. And then after you've gotten that list curated, take a pause. All right. Don't continue. If you're going to this podcast, we're going to actually do this. But then circle the five that are the most important to you. And then look at those five and ignore the other 15. He said, because your goal in life, it was something like the Warren Buffett was telling the guy. He was like, I forgot what the guy was saying. But long story short, Warren Buffett's response was, your only objective is to get to those five things. And the other 15 kind of prevent you and they get in the they inhibit you from achieving those five because you get like, you know, you drift off track trying to get, you know, number 13, number 12, like these things that are kind of meaningful, but not really. Because your only focus should be that five. So whatever helps you achieve those five goals is the only thing that you should be trying to do in life and focusing on. So for you, I'm going to go through my top five. Give you a little perspective. I'm not going to go through all 20 that I had. I'm going to go through five of the kind of career space and things I want to achieve professionally. No particular order. I'm just naming these. Number one, not just to be like a manager. I would like to either be CEO of a company that would be amazing or a COO the operating officer of a department or some type of department head where I have a significant amount of people under me or just weight in the company, whether it is a small company and there's only a few people under me or maybe I run the whole department and I am the department, but not in a startup that isn't profitable. I want it to be meaningful. So I do want to be, I guess that's okay. The department head or COO, of a Fortune 500 possibly company, or let's go over 20 million in revenue type company. Another aspiration, I would like to either personally run my own campaign for either just like city council, some board member, or possibly run a campaign for someone else, whether a spouse, whether a friend, whether just career. I'm working for someone, maybe I become a political consultant but I do want to eventually because I also I heard early on there was like I think everyone it's like working in the service industry they said everyone should run for politics at one time in their life and I think by meaning that they were meaning local politics like everyone should be involved in their community because we all live in this community we all are affected by the community we are in so we should all be worried about it and have an impact on that and I believe that's what they had by that statement Next, I would like to have my own, you know, TV show. You see, this this face is meant for TV. Maybe it's just podcast. Maybe I just want to be a full-time podcaster. But at some point, I do want to have my own show where I do reach a number of individuals and can make a difference with my voice. 
Another thing I would like to be an entrepreneur, start a company, not just invest, be a hands-on person involved in the company, whether that is face, whether that is manufacturing, production. There's, I do want to put something out in the world that I can be proud of and put my name on. And the last thing, I want to work or live overseas. And this is kind of that thing that's like in the way of grad school. I've always, I've been floating with this idea for a year of career China. They've been reaching out, but obviously with the vaccine, with the, oh, the constant relations between China and the U.S. kind of exploding. It's, I don't know how possible that is right now. And I'm looking for other areas like South Korea and things like that, because I know grad school will be there and I'm very happy and proud, but just my travels through Europe and stuff was so humbling. And I've learned so much that I feel like living overseas and being able to live there for at least a year, just taking that opportunity. is going to help me grow so much and learn so much about other cultures that I've never known. So those are kind of my top five from that Warren Buffett exercise. I don't know which one will come first in what order. Like I pretty much can, if I can still let something happen with going to China or Asia, the work or live overseas can be possible within a year under 30. But most of these are much later in life. So now it's just, like I said earlier, the intention. How do I put forth the intention to doing these things? It's doing the community work. It's like when I learned Obama was a community organizer for 12000 a year at first. Like that's what our president, he was doing community work. for. Like if I want to do this, I have to be willing to make the sacrifices and put myself out there. Like I'm doing a little volunteer work now, but I need to be put forth the volunteer work that I want to see the difference in and I want to be a part of. Same thing applying to jobs. I say that to all of you. Whatever job you want to do, put forth the intention for that. Only apply for those jobs. Yes, it may be a rough road. You might go six months. You know, create your resume a little bit. You know, lie to get yourself in the door. We all had to lie to get here. But once you're in there, you're in there. You just need a shot. But I do have, I do have some aspirations. I'm trying to lower them. I feel like I always used to shoot for the stars and follow my face. And now I feel like I'm shooting for the stars, but running up the staircase at the same time. So at least I can say I'm trying to put in that work. I will also be writing a lot more. So I want to thank you all who are listening. Sorry for some bad audio the past couple weeks. We were going through some things but I will begin writing more and just as I'm giving you at least one podcast a week I will be giving you at least one article writing one thing a week an opinionated piece maybe a fictional factional piece I am doing a lot more writing as I'm doing a lot more reading the first piece I'm putting out is going to be a little bit of a poem I've written called a year with my all birds it pretty much talks about my year, kind of where my journey has been. And the journey is from the view of my feet, my shoes. So when I'm speaking and when I'm writing in the poem, it's from a view of like my feet and where they've been and their journey.
So you can catch that on modernmanpod.com. I will have the blog posted for you there constantly. One writing a week. Plenty of content for you all. Check out the vlog. The vlog is still getting put in out. I believe three videos a week. And obviously, as I move to Chicago, we will be kind of revamping it. I will going out a lot more in the city. I will be showing you a lot more of the city. And as COVID restrictions open up a little bit and people are going to be allowed to talk to strangers and meet more people. Hopefully, I'm comfortable being more talkative and outgoing. I used to be. I don't know what that's like anymore, honestly. But we have some exciting things coming from you from the Modern Network. So that's all for today's podcast. I want to thank you again for listening this week and every week. I'll be back with you this Friday on another episode of Fargo Watch Party. Episode 9. This season is almost over. Getting a little a little excited for see how this season ends and kind of ready for the next season see how we transition to the next phase of the podcast for to go watch party just want to give you a little preview we are releasing soon a new podcast called boys read books Too. be a panel of guys like a book club a bunch of guys i'm really excited about that one but That's all for today on a Modern Man Podcast. Catch me Friday on Fargo Watch Party or catch me next week on a Modern Man Podcast. Hope you have a great week. Remember, we're presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Check us out at themodern.fm. Plenty of writing, plenty of articles, plenty of content for you. (laughs) 